males are born, men are built. This is the Great Man Podcast, where we want you to build great men as you allow other men to build you. Join New York Times bestselling author Stephen Mansfield, along with seasoned leaders of men, as we bring a wide range of experience and expertise to help you become the great man you are designed to be. Gentlemen, let us begin. Wow. You just dropped it out there. I did. I dropped the... Jay, that's that's what today's show is all about. Hey, I'm <laughs> Anthony Flemons, and uh, joining me today is Jay, Jay Kim. Kim. He's a really good friend of mine. And, uh, man, Stephen really stepped on some toes this week, man. Don't you think? He stepped yeah, on your g- toes? This was going to be the week I started to cuss <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> I'm feeling at home. I'm getting to a place, man, where these guys might know me. I'm going to start yeah. letting my real personality come out. Yeah, man, I felt acclimated. I felt like I was yeah. you know, broken in a little. Well, Jay, do you do you honestly in your in your free time and in your life and in your private life? I know you don't do it at work, but do you? Well, well. <laughs> do you really? Do you curse a lot? Um, scale of one to ten. Scale of one to ten. Uh, I, th- I think I'm a four. Oh, okay. Five. So you're you're middle of the road. It's it's more of a like we should stop cursing kind of situation so you're really a seven if you're admitting yeah. <laughs> if you're admitting to a five i'm gonna say you're a seven i mean it just happens just pretty frequently me and my wife would look at each other and be like we need to stop using bad words oh, man. Like, okay what about you jonas honestly i'm i'm pretty low i it kind of makes me uncomfortable in general and so I think I'm more toward the bottom of the spectrum. I'm probably like a two yeah. or a three. Yeah, well, good. So you make me not feel so out of place with this guy <laughs> over here with this vulgar <laughs> mouth. Because if I gave myself a number, man, I think I'm a one or a two as well. Yeah. Now, 17, 18 to about 30, I'm a freaking 15. <laughs> because I'm one of the guys that Stephen talks about, man, that was raised in a way that all the guys around me, they had really profane language, man. I mean, the more cuss words and angles and creative cuss words and made up cuss words and just anything that you could say, the harder you were, the cooler (laughs) you were, the more of a man you were. So, man, I grew up, you know, probably my first 18 years of life, having said, if I'm honest, probably 25 cuss words up to 18. Between 18 and 30, man, I said, I'm going to guess hundreds of thousands of cuss words. Yeah, because I just I just threw them in everywhere and I finally had the freedom to say what I wanted to say. And I was away from my mom's house. And then I just started cursing, man. I just I just remember, man, creating ways to throw in cuss words, like eight or 10 cuss words behind each other to make a point. We were I mean, I I remember watching the. the commentary track for I used to watch movie commentaries in film school a lot. Yeah. And uh it was so for, a commentary is when the producer and these like, guys yeah. are talking okay. And so, they're explaining why they did certain things in yeah. the movie. Yeah. What movie was it? Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. I was watching and just hearing them just like wax poetic about how the drill sergeant at the beginning of that movie, like there was no script. He just said all those words and he was making up like profanity like it was to to a point where like he was so versed in profanity that there were just like this man was a legend you know and so we're all thinking like you know these are 
the most manly kind of archetypes that we see in like movies and society, they're all using foul language. And so we're kind of, when we get to that age, we're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And to be clear, I don't think I'm a seven. <laughs> let's, let's dial it down a little. Well, honestly, Jay, I've I've not heard you curse. And we spent quite a bit of time together. So I'm thinking that you pick and choose and decide where you're going to use it, yeah. where you're comfortable yeah, using it, it, it in mixed company or not mixed company. <laughs> yeah. Or when yeah. I'm driving. Because I'll say this, nothing makes me more uncomfortable than when someone who you really don't know thinks that you're a safe person to curse with. Yeah. <laughs> like the repairman or the, you know, who, whoever it may be, like thinks that you'll just be on their same level. Like nothing makes me more uncomfortable than that. Cause I'm like, bro, you can say whatever you want, but the fact that you assume that yeah. I'm just going to go along with whatever you're saying is really bizarre to me when people do that. So I hear where you're coming from. Yeah. So what's it? And, and you're secretly thinking, what's that say about me? What is it about me that yeah, makes right. me think that I'm the kind of guy that wants to hear all this? And it's so funny, man, that just since I stopped cursing, I, I stopped cursing the same way I stopped smoking weed. Like literally I stopped cursing in my estimation in a single day. I just said, I'm done with this kind of crass talking, man. And and I had gotten in trouble uh, with the law and I stopped smoking weed like in one day and hadn't gone back to weed. But man, it's, it's curious that when I think about my close circle of friends, we talk about our circle of influence, or our band of brothers. You know, I don't know how many cuss words I've heard, like in the 10 guys that we meet with the eight or 10 guys that we yeah. meet with, yeah. you know, I don't know how many cuss words that we've actually shared. Like even when we've been drinking bourbon and smoking cigars, I've heard a few sprinkled in there over the 10 or 12 years but I don't recall anyone just being excessive with it. And you said something, Jay. You said perfectly placed. Did you say that on air or did you say it before we started? I don't know. <laughs> but but there, there's something powerful when you meet a guy, man, that for the most part is very eloquent in the way that he speaks and, and very uh, PG in the way that he speaks. But he's trying to convey something and he sprinkles in some words. And it's it's powerful in that aspect, man. But if you had to talk about your top five cuss words, man, the, the top five that you use a lot. And I thought about this myself, you know, over the over the past year, I think I've cursed in my estimation 15 times, mm -hmm. really 15 times. Yeah. And most of those are like, damn, uh, hell, I, I know I've said a couple of S.H.I.T.'s in traffic to myself. <laughs> and then uh, I said for sure one F-bomb out of anger at my job. Mm. Like I turned around and walked away from a situation and I'm just like, I can't believe this effing idiot would do this. <laughs> and man, my manager, my management staff started clapping. They're like, oh man, dude, man, we got you, dude. We got you. But isn't it, isn't it curious, man, like somebody that's very protective of their language, man. You know, do you do you feel anything, Jonas, man, when you slip? Do you ever slip and curse or is it always calculated, you know, on that two scale of two that you curse? Do you ever just slip and curse? Yeah. Slip and curse is when something has gone very wrong. Yeah. Um, 
usually if that's something mechanical or a house project or something's leaking big time, um, <laughs> yeah. that's usually when the words come out. Uh, so that definitely makes me slip. But other than that, I mean, yeah, in anger, like, yeah, in anger sometimes. The thing is about this topic, like Stephen's whole approach to this was we need to rid ourselves of these words. Yeah. And I don't know if I 100% yeah. am on board with that. Do I think they're helpful? Not really. Do I think... like Somebody's going to think better of you from yeah. using it? No, not at all. I think all of Stephen's <laughs> points were very spot on. Right. Uh, I don't really disagree with any of that. But there is something about a really well-placed curse word. There is. In an eloquent man. Absolutely. At the right time. And at the in, right time. In front of the right people or person. Just to let... it's It's got that shock factor element to it. That's yeah. Like, whoa. Okay, he never says that. Like yeah. he's serious now. It's like that part of me is like, you know, there's something there's something there. But at the same time, I don't want to like I don't want to negate everything Stephen talked yeah. about. I think yeah. all, everything yeah. he said was really spot on and like for that reason, I don't curse regularly. Yeah, and I'm not saying that Stephen Mansfield, the man, is that guy that could eloquently place a vulgar word in the middle of a conversation, but you're talking men like that that are well-spoken, that are, you know, can describe anything in a, a thousand words and place a curse word in the middle of some explanation or some comment that they make. It's very powerful because you're like, he didn't have to do that. Right. He doesn't ordinarily do that. <laughs> right. There's some emphasis that he put on that. And sometimes, man, I've seen it done in a large group and literally because he's known so well within this large group of men that they all bust out laughing because it's so out of character and powerful. Yeah, right. right. It's like the the movie Wanted. Have you ever seen Wanted? Uh, uh-uh. th- that's that was that was the first time I heard Morgan Freeman use the f bomb, and it was so silly. <laughs> Doesn't he curse a <laughs> lot though? Morgan I don't know. Freeman? Uh, probably, but we, oh. uh, Mike. I don't know. That was the year. Like I think March of Penguins came out pretty pretty close to it. You're, you're saying movies, <laughs> so, man, that I don't have any idea what they are. He was the, the it was a documentary about oh, okay. penguins and he was the narrator. And <laughs> it's just like hearing Morgan Freeman use the F word was like <laughs> that just doesn't seem right. But right. That deep, rich voice yeah. dropping mm-hmm. the F bomb. <laughs> and he's probably uses it, you know, a lot, but proficiently. We just we associate a level of gravitas to his voice. You yeah. know, like well, and I'll say this too, like I come from a music background and I'm a, I'm a lover of music and uh, a songwriter. And so I always pay a lot of attention to people's lyrics. And so music that contains a lot of profanity doesn't excite me at all. Yeah. And I, I really, I generally avoid that because it just makes me uncomfortable to listen to. Uh, yeah. But when someone has a word, a curse word that is placed in a song that really expresses an emotion or really emphasizes their line or just, or is that perfect rhyme or something? I'm like, wow, that was who, you know, that <laughs> like, there's something to that. There's an emotional reaction you can have to that. Yeah. That conveys what they're trying to say in their art, uh, in, in which, in a way that I think is an interesting form of expression. Yeah. So this is a hard line to walk. Cause again, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to say that Steven was wrong or that he, that I, I'm disregarding his points, but I don't know. I, I think my perspective on this is, is a Jay, little mixed. Jay's at the Biden at the Trump's uh, man I, I trying think, to say I think something. what Steven is saying is that majority of men were not using curse words in that way. 
where right. it, where it hits the impact. You know, when we're using it to to replace better words, you know, because we can't think of them. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's yeah. it. And you know, and having been a cursor or a cusser or however you say it, if you're from Texas, a cusser, you know, I, I, I just wonder, man, if if people start cussing. For the same reason that a lot of people start like smoking cigarettes, man. Do you know a lot of people what their motivation is of smoking cigarettes? Uh, to look cool, maybe? Social? Yeah, you know, there's someone in your circle that you've put on a pedestal and you think that they're cool. So they smoke cigarettes and you go, Ooh, I'm going to smoke cigarettes. And back in the day it was movie stars and movie, movie people in the theater. It was and everybody. It's it, Fred Flintstone. Uh, <laughs> but people that smoke. And then when you get to a certain age where you can kind of rebel and you go, you know what? I'm going to start smoking cigarettes and nobody can tell me I can't, you know, smoke a cigarette. Mm. And then it becomes a habit and then you become addicted and then it takes on its own life. And I'm wondering, man, because Stephen said something curious when he was talking about it in the podcast. He said every guy knows that moment when he first used a cuss word in front of his father just to see how it would fly, you know. And I can remember it wasn't in front of my father, but I remember standing in front of my mom and the room felt quiet. And I, I think it was at a holiday, too, man, that I said something, something, something effing this. And I wasn't mad. I just wanted to throw it out there and go, I'm grown now. I can say what I want. And the room felt quiet, man. And and I never did that again wow. in front of my mom. Yeah. I never used another cuss word in front of my mom. But, Jay, like, is it is it uh, are there words that you go to? Like, are there your go to cuss words or anything? Uh, if if the, I feel like there needs to be emphasis placed. You know, I, I don't intentionally, but like sometimes if I'm talking about someone who did something not great to my wife, I'm talking about that. I might emphasize it with a couple F words. You know, just kind of like. So F, so you're from New York. So, so like you use just, the F word. That's true. This, that's it's Northerner. not just. This, Absolutely. Yeah. It's not just this bully. It's this mm, bully. You know, you got to like. This F and bully. It feels like my rage and anger doesn't have an, like, I don't no an adequate word to fill that you know yeah that's kind of the point we've replaced a lot of them with the very because they're very versatile yeah the very <laughs> descriptive words and and but in my head man when i find someone and this is not a guy that or a girl that sprinkles it in every now and then but i work with some people man and there there was a stretch i've been in this business for 20 years the business that i do there was a stretch until about five or six years ago that I could eradicate that kind of language in the building that I worked in because I, and even still, I never let it pass without addressing it because in my opinion, in a professional environment, especially one that there's a lot of guests and people that can overhear your conversations, you know, whenever I hear it, I address it and I go, Hey, I know that you use that language, but when you're here, can you try and not use it up until five or six years ago, I was literally able to eradicate it. I never heard curse words in my building. Now it seems that it's a lot more difficult because of the generation I'm working with and everybody's decided to, you know, do what makes them happy. But I still address it every single time that I hear it in my building when somebody uses vulgar language. And, you know, a lot of times now people will turn and go, oh, they'll say it. And then they self-correct and go, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Hmm. But do you think, do you think it adds an air of an unprofessional? Oh, absolutely. Really? To to use curse words? Yeah. 
like in a workplace or a professional setting or when the repair guy comes and shows up? (laughs) No, like in a work environment, absolutely not. And I think as a Christian back in, you know, my younger days when I was working or, or I was in school. Yeah. I was in a secular environment and I needed to be a good witness. So like, it's not a Christian group of people that I hang out with. And they knew that Jay's the one who doesn't curse. <laughs> but then if the you don't ir- go home with me, the irony, the irony is I, I started to work for a lot of churches yeah. after I graduated and church staff members. It's like super cathartic because we're not supposed to do it. Yeah. So that's the only time I, I would curse at work is, is, you know, back, at some church I was working way back in the day, they we would just sit in there and like <laughs> one of the one of the employees the leadership just, meeting. Let's all curse. They, they would drop <laughs> right. something off their desk and they would drop. They would say the S word. You know, they would go. You know, <laughs> what would they say, Jay? Anyway, ah, come on, but- <laughs> Matt, Matt, we're on the podcast. You don't want to say it. This is but- this family friendly podcast. Um, no, I mean, they would drop a curse and and everybody would be like. Yeah, yeah. Church it's cursing. Cheer you on to do something yeah. that's gonna destroy your witness. You know, <laughs> I had to get that one in there. Come on, there's this catharsis. There's like a it's it. There's a bit of stress that's relieved by doing it, but I at agree. what cost? You yeah. know, so you know, and and something else that I noticed, man, that we've just gone through like 2020 when we had uh, COVID, and we understand the contagions, man. You know, cursing is incredibly contagious Mm. because if you're in a group of people man and you're cutting up and having a good time and everybody's talking normally if you start to drop some curse words in there man can will the group start cursing yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's just incredibly contagious man and that's the power of language is that we can drive conversations in the direction that we want and and i say this about like christian guys and i'll throw my faith out there for a moment but christian guys man we can get around each other and jay kim and some of these other guys that are Christian friends of mine, and we can, man, have made up our mind, man, this is going to be about hanging out, drinking some bourbon, smoking some cigars, cutting up, you know, talking about sports. And man, at some point, it's all going to calm down and somebody's going to mention God. And then the whole conversation is going to turn towards it. And we'll spend an hour talking about God or things that pertain to God or those kinds of things. And so in the same way that cursing it's contagious. I think that speaking well and mm. and striving to use words that are perfectly fitted and descriptive, I think it challenges people, man, to use those kinds of words as well. And do you do you feel like your vocabulary is where is it at? One to ten. Uh, it's pretty bad. I think mine's think, probably a five. Yeah, man, five would be where I put it. Is five bad? Golly, man, <laughs> you just knocked me down a couple of a, a couple of steps. But you know, so I do, I do, I think that cursing, man, for the sake of cursing, just a bunch of filler and fluff, and for the sake of a, being offensive and and being a derogatory, I think all those things, man, I don't want to play that game. Mm. I don't want to be in that circle of people that communicate that way. And probably, man, if I get fed up with it, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna be like, man, do you know another word? Yeah. You know, but it, it's curious, man, that this is a big deal. And if we look at it biblically, man, we are asked to speak in a way that is encouraging. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we use a bunch of those words, man, constantly and all the time, man, I mean, those words, none of them edify, if we're honest. 
And so I don't know how I feel about just using them excessively. You know, sprinkle one in perfectly, no problem. You know, but when they get to a place, man, where it's the bulk of your communication with certain people, man, I don't know. Yeah, I would agree with what Stephen was talking about, where, you know, the brain science, people think less of you when they hear profanity. And, you know, it's it sounds kind of crazy. And I'm like, maybe because that a lot of people I respect and look up to use a ton of profanity. (laughs) Right. So, (laughs) you know, like the characters we watch in movies, like our heroes, you know, and like. Growing up, we watch our heroes on TV and they're all using bad language or the music artists we listen to and people we idolize. But I think of it like I was in college and there was a very like a very prestigious director. He was a young guy, makes prestige movies, and he dropped out of the school I was going to like his first semester but they invited him up and he was showing that he screened his latest movie and we got to do a question answer with him. And this guy, he said mostly the F word as he spoke. And you could just see it in the room. Everyone's like, this, this guy, this, this is the prestigious director of mm-hmm. all these great movies that I, and that was like the predominant discussion. Me and my friends, as we're cursing, we're like, he said, he was very not eloquent. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay not, for me, but you you yeah. expect to, you have an expectation of those people that are in higher places not to behave that it, way. Is it was that what almost it was? like he had just learned the f word yesterday, right? And he just <laughs> had to use it. He kept using it like over and over and over in ways that it's not even a like. There's a lot of what uses for the f word, but there are times where it's not the right word. And yeah. <laughs> like he's like effing effing f and i was like that that doesn't even make sense grammatically (laughs) it's kind of embarrassing to watch people yeah people do that it makes me wonder when when people function like that and speak like that it makes me wonder if there's some underlying uh attitude of rebellion that like that's what to me it seems like is beneath that where it's like no one will control my tongue Mm-hmm. And ever again, and yeah. I'm gonna say what I want to say, right? It, much like what you were talking about earlier, where it's like you turn of age and you're like, finally, I can do and say what I want to say. And yeah, people who say that about everything, like the examples Stephen gave, you know, like, where's my effing wallet and where's f f this and f that, and it's it's just like when it becomes such a a filler word, it's like, are you doing it just to try and provoke people, or are you actually? trying to to make intelligent speech because it's not working and it is provoking people because you're annoying. Yeah. You know, I can remember smoking weed, man. And, and growing up, man, I smoked a lot of weed and I smoked it every day. But I used to always go, man, everybody smokes weed. And it was true in a sense that everybody I knew or spent time with smoked a bunch of weed. And I'm just wondering, you know, a lot of times when you say, you know, all the people that we love or the the people that are important to us, they all use this language. Or is it that we gravitate towards people that confirm a thing in us, man? So we end up surrounding ourselves with a bunch of people that behave similar to us. So we don't have to be uncomfortable in a situation where nobody's cussing and we want to say a cuss word and we feel, you know, shamed or we feel embarrassed that we don't Uh, get to use a cuss word in this particular situation. What do you think about that? I think it's, I think it has to do with 
you know, out of the overflow of the heart, right? When we take in, like what you were saying, who you surround yourself with, but also what music you listen to. If you're watching content or if you got podcasts that you like, that they drop the F-bomb a couple times, it's going to get in your brain, into your heart and come out of your mouth. You know, speaking of podcasts, man, like my my initials are AF. And I put it on everything, <laughs> AF, AF, AF. And it wasn't a problem until about eight or 10 years ago. And then people would question me about it, like, <laughs> AF, like, why Why would you say that? And I go, it's my freaking initials. And and I just said freaking. So that, that's a cuss <laughs> word, too. But, you know, it's my initials. But I've noticed, man, that uh, there's another very famous AF, although I'm the original AF. This guy says that he's AF and it's Andy Frisella, man. And if you know him, man, I mean, he's a very popular and famous podcaster. And he uh, started the 75 Hard, which myself and JT, we've done three times. I love the program and I love everything that's about it. I remember listening to his first podcast. I'm like, man, this dude is like a cursor, man. He is talented at this freaking cursing. And he's just got this repertoire of cuss words that he'll drop into every sentence. And so it's hard for me to listen to it. But his information is so good that I just go, I'm not going to be offended by this. And, you know, so he's somebody that I think about, man, that he excessively uses curse words and F-bum and GD and all these other words, man. But even still, his information is so good that I continue to listen to him. Have you ever listened to one of his podcasts? No. Really? Do you know who he is? Only because you guys were doing it. Okay. What about you, Jonas? Have you ever listened to one of his podcasts? Not his, no, but you made me think of like comedians that I enjoy. Yeah. Mm. And I've turned comedy specials off before because someone just won't stop. Yeah. It's just flowing out of them. And I'm like, this is not enjoyable. Yeah. You're try. it looks, you kind of look stupid. Like, yeah. like you can't think of anything else to fit into your comedy. And then I watch some comedians who are notoriously clean and it's some of the funniest stuff I've Absolutely. ever heard. Yeah. And I mean, Seinfeld was notorious for that. Like he really set the standard in terms of clean comedy and he's not clean a hundred percent of the time, but it, majority Seinfeld is not going to be making yeah. you uncomfortable or provoked. And so it's like, Hey, it's possible. Good comedy, good information, good music, good art is possible without the, overcompensation of curse words. You know? Yeah. It's actually it, elevated. It's harder. It it's is. harder to do. It absolutely it is. is. Yeah. The, the level of difficulty increases and therefore the amount of skill required to make something funny without the F-bomb. And that was, I worked at a comedy club, so I was steeped in that culture. So I would. What did you do at the comedy club? I, I, I ran it. I would I'd basically run the lights, the oh, sound okay. and the, and the visuals. Yeah. And man, a camera, man, three cameras. And there was a mentality I had. I was like, this is impossible to do without cursing. Mm. Like this cursing is what makes it funny. And then you, you watch uh, a Michael Jr. Special or you, Nate, right now he's huge. Nate Bargatze. And people were like, mm-hmm. yeah, he was just in town, I guess yeah. a couple of months ago. And it's, and That's it's great. hilarious. Yeah. It still has that dark humor, that dark side, it kind of like self deprecating all of these things, but th- he's choosing words that, you know, are actually more difficult. Yes. And making it funny. One time Jim Gaffigan was, was uh, doing six minutes and, and he was just testing some stuff out for a special. And he said a curse word 
and you could hear the gasp <laughs> in the crowd because it's like Jim Gaffigan doesn't curse. Yeah, that didn't work, huh? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. So was that here in town that you saw him do the six minutes or was it recorded? No, it's when I was working at the oh, comedy club in New York. Gotcha. So. You know, so there's a lot of reasons that people curse, man. And, you know, I was thinking like for myself, I used to curse, I think, to fit in, to fit into the group of guys, a group of people that I was around. I wanted them to know that I was like them. And when I think back to this time, man, if I'm honest about myself, I was incredibly incredibly all capital letters insecure. Hmm. I was always curious what someone thought about me, what someone's opinion was about me. Did people think I was cool? Did this and that and this. So I knew a way that I could kind of relate and say, I'm just like you is use a bunch of cuss words. And I'm wondering what segment of society, what segment of the people and men and women around us that curse a lot are using it as a cover for being incredibly insecure because when you're in those settings and people behave and speak that way to not behave and speak that way is a separator and it separates you out from that group and causes you to be different. And so I'm wondering what, what segment of society curses just to kind of fit in. I think all of it. I think, I think the use of profanity, I think there's a universal element of this is me overcompensating. This is me trying to present myself as tough or this is me trying to be cool. And I think maybe that's why psychologically people think less of somebody who uses a lot of profanity because I think in subconsciously they're thinking that person's very insecure. Mm. Cause I feel like that's what we felt when we were watching this director on stage. You know, he was on stage with his star who is Adam Sandler, who didn't curse one time. Huh. And we were respecting Adam Sandler way more than this guy running around stage just saying the F-bomb. And he's showing like it was like a prestige film that wow. he, he just wanted Adam Sandler because he loved Adam Sandler movies. And like this director has made some of the most epic films of our time. And uh, we're just like, this guy is just very insecure sounding. You know, he doesn't sound very professional he doesn't sound like he sounds like a little kid you know is it, is it because secretly we key into our own reason for using overly using uh crass language and profanity because we know that it's cover for our own insecurity that when we see it in someone else we don't respect it because we feel like it's a cover for their insecurity i don't know i think everybody starts using profanity as a kind of I can go out in public and hang with you guys and be cool because I use curse word, you know, and eventually, like when it comes to stand up comedy and other other aspects, it becomes a safety blanket. You know, when I can't think of the word during the freestyle cipher, <laughs> I could just throw a curse in there. It's okay. Yeah. And then very easy to rhyme with. So I could just get going. Jonas, did, did you hear a lot of cursing in your home growing up? No. Do you remember the first time that you were somewhere underage, less than 18 years old, in someone's home, and you heard someone of a similar age say a cuss word in front of their parents? Can you remember that? Oh, good question. I don't remember an instance, but I I, I know what you're getting at. Yeah. Like, I think if I was somewhere and I observed the parents that had a different set of values than my parents yeah. and the parents would let it flow out of them or wouldn't care if the kids or the brothers or sisters 
did, I would be like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like there's something up and it's, it makes me more uncomfortable when people don't care. Cause then I'm like, well, what else don't you care mm-hmm. about? You know? Yeah. It's funny, man. Like I don't remember the specific time. I remember that there were several occasions growing up where I'd be at a friend's house, man, and blah, 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 F that. And I'm waiting for like a shoe to fly. Like, mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. what just happened? And the parent just keeps walking or I'm at somebody's house and the parent is on the phone, just dropping them left and right and all kinds of cuss words. And mm. we're sitting there playing, you know, eating crackers and cheese, you know, seven years old or something like that. Oh, and they're just going off, you know, using this language. But man, do, don't we have a responsibility as adults and people that, you know, raise children to speak in a manner that's going to send them forward with, with the tools that they need? Or is it okay, and you're closer to this generation that I am, Jonas, is it okay to, you know, use that language because they're going to hear it anyway and allow Mm. them to use it in the home? Well, you know, I remember uh, a really difficult point for me was coming when my, I'm five years older than my brother and sister. Yeah. And those in-between years where I was now like 18, 19, kind of coming, I was an adult kind of coming out of the teenage years but they were still right in the teenage years. And there was that uncomfortable few years where it's like the exposure to cursing became more increased. It's like we would show each other or, you know, we'd want to play a funny video and it's like, Hey, by the way, there's going to be some language, but you know, and it's like kind of, you're kind of squeezing the sofa arms because you're like <laughs> uncomfortable. You're like, ooh, this is weird now. Yeah. Are they old enough to hear this yet? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I like this. Or someone wants to watch something that has bad language or something yeah. comes on TV. It's like, I was very uncomfortable with that. And I was like, I, no, they're not old enough yet. Like, no, this should not be in their lives yet. Um, but eventually that kind of fades and then it it's sort of you know everyone sort of gets on even playing field when we all become adults and it's like we can make our own decisions as to who what language you want to use and what language you want to accept and hear and so no one in my family is very uh really leans on curse words much at all but um it was a point i remember that point of tension where it was like (laughs) and then the parents kind of you know my my parents always tried to hold back, of course, but then the, yeah, it's like when the exposure came in, it's like, how much of this are we going to regulate? Yeah. What's an appropriate age? I think that's, there's a lot of gray area in yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. You know, you know have, and, and, and this is for humor's sake, but do you know any people <laughs> that have English as their second language that curse and they use the curse words out of order <laughs> or, incorrectly or put three of them together that don't go together no my my dad (laughs) cursed once in front of me (laughs) and it wasn't intentional we were cleaning out our house after these renters who were living there moved out and we found a bunch of cat poop in the basement (laughs) and he's like son help me clean this sh up and i was like wait what and he's like what it's sh this is what this is this is so like he didn't know that yeah. that's a crude way to say it or maybe he did i don't know yeah. but i was like seven years old and i was like dad you can't say that he's like what that's what this is help me clean it up we're gonna clean up this oh <laughs> uh, dude that's priceless man that's good <laughs> That's hilarious. That reminds me of, of uh, I think it was Rice, man, Pastor Rice, that was talking about a guy in the Philippines that had gotten saved. 
Mm. And he was, you know, radically saved. But he still found himself going to the red light district in the Philippines paying for sex. And he didn't realize, he said he didn't realize <laughs> that, oh, no. that it wasn't, you know, proper for a Christian to mm-hmm. go and buy sex. Because, and keep in mind, and I know that that sounds very odd in our context of the country that we live in, but in the Philippines, I'm told that it's very common for men, you know, to go and pay for sex and to do that. And you've been to the Philippines. Is that I've not? Oh, you haven't. I, haven't. I, I want to. Yeah. yeah. But, but not for that. Not for those reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, come on, Jay. Go I, ahead. I want LeChon. That's what I want. You know, but I guess I guess the expectation that we put on people or the things and cultural norms that we have. You know, I, I'm supposed that there's countries, man, that were vulgarity and cursing and being overly vocal with those kinds of words is probably, I don't know, thought of as a plus. But for me, I am going to ride with Stephen on this one is that I do think it's very lazy to lean on them overly. So it's if there is a, a cuss word that you sprinkle into a conversation, you know, I'm not going to fault you for it. I may not applaud you, but I'm not going to fault you for it. And I've heard cuss words being thrown into conversations strategically that I would go, man, now that was well done. So I, I do get the the whole gist behind it. And I work with a group of people that are, are very vocal in using crass language. And for me, because I'm in a place of leadership, I never want to use that language. I never want to condone it. I never want people to say that it's okay because in my in my opinion, the guests and people around, if they were to overhear that, they would go, this is not professional environment. Mm-hmm. Who is the leadership here? So we need to think about that, even in our own homes. And Stephen left us with a challenge, man. And it's curious that it's a challenge that he's saying we need to challenge ourselves to clean up our language and choose words that are more descriptive, mm-hmm. more informative, more directly to the point, rather than just filling it in with a cuss word, man. And I'm all for that, man. I think that as men and as leaders, because every person is a leader in whatever circumstance you're in, somebody's watching, somebody's following. Every person is a trainer in every circumstance, every vocation, every job, every, every level. You're always training. You're always teaching. You're always being an example to people. So if we are those things, man, I think that we should be trying to instill in people things that are great, things that are honorable thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I think the smartest people I've ever encountered in life, who not Christians, don't have a moral reason. Right. But they would they'd always be like, there are better words to use. Like I had a kid, uh, a friend in high school, genius, super genius, like way ahead of everybody else. And he would hang out with us and just use the same language. But one day he stopped and we're like, why? He's like, there's just there's so many words. Mm. There's so many better words to use and it's unintelligent to keep using these. I agree. And in college, same thing, you know, guys just like, man, I just realized there are better words in this world, man. That's, yeah. that's grown up. Yeah. I love that. And that's the secular, like that's not a Christian viewpoint. Yeah. That's just the reality. This English language, there's a lot more, there are more powerful, better words we could come up with. Oh, man, this has been a f- uh, awesome episode. <laughs> hey, bleep that guy. You know, but honestly, man, that's the moment that I'm talking about. You know, uh, I think that one was perfectly placed right there. But, but, but what I'm saying is, hey, in these moments, man, let's really listen to Stephen because what he's saying is perfectly on point. 
that we need to live in a way that we are conveying the kind of purity and the kind of life that we desire for those around us to lead. And so I'm going to take this challenge and I'm going to clean up any kind of vocabulary that I have that is not encouraging, that is not clean. And I'm going to work to be able to sit here at this table next year at the end of the year and go, you know what? I, I didn't use any vulgar words next year, but in any the, of their replacements too. Yeah. And it, oh, ooh, man, them. wow. That, that one's going to be hard. Cause freaking <laughs> freaking man. I mean, I use that one a lot, <laughs> but okay. So that'll be my challenge is because I've replaced effing with freaking, I'm going to clean that out of my life and see if I can do that and accomplish that. But that cleaning up your language is one of the great arts of man. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your man's event, go to greatman.tv. There, you'll also find incredible resources to help you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Wise Company production.